Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write home. I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. My name is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for tuning in for over 200 episodes. It's been an amazing run so far. It's been just as amazing being part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. There are now 10 shows that are a part of this network, and we are all about inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. It is such an exciting time to be a part of this network. It's such an exciting time to be doing this podcast. And I have a really fun piece of news for those of you who aren't aware of this. This November is not only National Novel Writing Month, but it's also the National Podcast Post Month Challenge. Now, those of you who are who have listened to this show in the past, you know that I have participated in both. And even though I have yet to win officially NaNoWriMo, the only time that I really won, won any sort of challenge like that was in June of 2008 when I wrote the first draft of Excelsior. And that was through the Southern Cross Novel Challenge, which was done back in the day. And it was a NaNoWriMo project that was done, that was based out of New Zealand. And so it was a really fun fun way to achieve my goal and to get that first draft written. And it was also a great way to really just you know, really try out a challenge like that. And it wound up being something really, really great. Um, I didn't, I have not had that same sort of success in, uh, in later years trying the official NaNoWriMo, but this time around, I'm really going to do it because my publisher really needs the draft of greater glory part three in the Excelsior journey. So I am not only going to be partaking in that, but I'm also going to be partaking in the National Podcast Post Month Challenge as a means of kind of tracking my progress. And I also have several interviews in the can, and I'm working on getting some more with different authors and and different perspectives on NaNoWriMo. So I think it's going to be a really interesting month because Excelsior Journeys is going to be going daily throughout the month of November. That's right. From November 1st to no- through November 30th, this show is going to be going daily as part of the National Podcast Post Month Challenge and National Novel Writing Month. So it's going to be one big deluxe package. And I just I, I look forward to making both a reality. And for those who don't know now, the big story for this week is that this was the week five years ago when Excelsior Journeys made its debut with three episodes. I had real, some really great people that, that really volunteered their time to, to be interviewed by me. And they were Doug Rozier, who is a very well-accomplished West Coast Swing dancer 
instructor, event director, and producer. I also spoke with Mark Fratto, who is an accomplished sports announcer, who is who since then has become the in the in stadium sports who has since become the in studio who has since become the in stadium announcer for the Washington Commanders. That's right. He's now in the NFL. He's now working for the NFL. And that's just amazing with everything that that Mark has been doing and the fact that he's someone that I've known since grade school. I think that's wonderful. And then I also had the had the privilege of speaking with Michelle Lynn and Michelle Bryan over at PenCon in 2018. So it was my first live interview that didn't have that didn't involve go uh, getting on Zoom or later StreamYard. And ever since then, it's just been an absolute blast. I am I've been um a just a real lover of doing this show. And I really wanted to celebrate it. And so I put the word out, basically announcing that there will be a five-year celebration here. And how should I celebrate it? And I got some, I got some good feedback. And it came down to basically two main suggestions. One was a Q&A. And one was a look back at some of my, some of my favorite episodes. And it's hard for me to really kind of pinpoint which ones are my favorite episodes because I don't want to sell anyone short regarding regarding taking you know those people who took the time to be on my show. If you if you decided to come on my show, if you reached out or I reached out to you and you accepted, then guess what? You're one of my favorite people because you are part of this podcast that is very very important to me. So I don't want to say that these that. These people are guests that I prefer over others or anything like that. It's hard for me to do that. You know, if if you took the time to be on my show, then guess what? You're one of my favorite people. And so that is that's really what's important here. And so so I decided to do a combination of that. I decided to put in some some clips from certain episodes. I can't say that they're my favorites for obvious reasons, but I can definitely say that they meant a lot to me. And, and I am just, I, I can say that I did not expect them to happen. We can, we can, we can basically start with that. So, but I want to thank, I want to thank my friends of the show, Susan, LaShonda, Gabriel, the KJ and A podcast, Kevin and Jason, and also a partner in crime from Excelsior, the audio journey, Audra Angelique for contributing some questions. And Gabriel, with the with the help of some chat GBT, you know, was able to provide a whole bunch of, of them. And I was able to kind of look through them and really kind of figure out which ones would be the right ones to ask and which ones may be a little bit too repetitive because someone else already asked it. So so I'm just going to leave that a blanket. Thank you to to those people for contributing their questions. And so with that in mind, the first question that came in said, what made you want to start a podcast? And what is the primary goal or purpose of your podcast? And what do you hope to achieve with each episode? And I can, I would love to answer that. So basically the, my journey with podcasting, it really kind of started in, in the early 2000s 
when I was part of 411mania.com and a group of us who were all part of the movies and TV zone, we all decided to start a podcast together. It was myself, Leonard Hayhurst, Tony Farinella, Chad Webb, Will Helm. We had a we had a really great group. It was a lot of fun. We did a lot of really interesting things. And I was able to even drop in some uh, some challenges for for listeners to go ahead and pick what the what piece of a movie clip was that from so that was that was a blast being able to just kind of figure out like uh, little bits of dialogue and snatching the audio from through audacity and plugging it in and having it ready and and then playing it and i remember like there were certain ones that that leonard and chad were just like oh that's awesome like they they knew which ones which ones they were they couldn't answer it and everything but they were just saying like oh it's one of my favorite movies and that was that was their clue that they were able to drop so it was a lot of fun being able to do that i want to say like that was around i think it was like 07 08 somewhere around there when when we were doing that was in 10 or so that's when i started listening to kevin smith's show smodcast and i got to really get get involved in that and then after making the move from New York to St. Louis, that's when I started listening to the Now Playing podcast. And that's a, a group of guys who are just very passionate movie lovers that go into such detail when breaking down the movies that they're talking about. And they can spend like two hours. And in the case of, of the Star Wars um, retrospectives, they took three hours. Like it, it's, it's amazing the sort of stuff that they, that they do. And they, really inspired me to want to get involved in this field more. And then it was in 2016, that's when I joined uh, the group called Right Pack, uh, Right Pack Radio. And that was a group of authors from the St. Louis area that would all meet up over at, over at David Allen Lucas's house and chat about whatever the week's topic would be. And so we did that for a couple of years. I, They were already doing it for about five years when I started. So we wound up doing it for a couple more years after I joined them. And it finally stopped at the end of 2018. But it was right around that time. That's when I decided that I wanted to start my own show. I felt inspired by it. And not only was I inspired, but... I was really intrigued by my own list of Facebook friends. And these are people from all walks of life, from grade school on to the present time. And everyone there is such a creative person. And whether they're voice actors or authors, a lot of authors, or actors, or filmmakers, or painters, or you know, graphic artists or, or whatever, you know, they're all just like, you know, just they're people that love what they do and have their own jobs, their own full-time responsibilities, but they still make a point to dedicate themselves to those creative outlets. And those are the people I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to say, you know, these are people that I believe need to be celebrated. They need to be on a podcast the world needs to know who they are. And then after a little while, it became, okay, they need to be on my podcast. And that's when I really decided that that's what the show was going to be. It was going to be an interview style show. Every week, I was going to introduce the world to a different type of creative. And I was going to use that intro to basically just kind of say, 
who they are and how they connect to me. And so that just became the format. And it really, it, it want to be in something really wonderful. Regarding what I hope to achieve with each episode, I just want to get their names out there. I want the world to know who these people are. And I want the world to celebrate them. And so if I can do that, then I'll have done my job. Do you have a preferred interview style or format that you find works best for your audience and the authors you feature? That really comes down to... Um, to one of the things that I really make a point to do. And that is I love to take a few minutes at the beginning of each episode and introduce my guest. I love being able to do that. I love being able to say, you know, I'm about to, I am so excited to interview this person and let me tell you why. And so I get that couple of minutes and and I love the fact that, that my guests can just kind of listen to what I'm saying and not feel so nervous about being on my show because I'm not saying, hey, we're in, you know, like I'd like to introduce so-and-so, so-and-so, can you tell me about yourself? That's, that to me is a pet peeve. And I know that there are, you know, there are other podcasters that handle it this way. So that way they don't. They don't screw anything up when talking about who it is that they're interviewing. And I totally get that. Um, I've made I've made mistakes as well in, in the past. I have, um, you know, mispronounced a name or two. And that's something that's a, a pet peeve of mine because I always want to make sure that I get it right. But one of the things that I really like doing is being able to just do a little bit of additional research on someone and share who they are, so that way the guest feels a little bit more at ease, and they like that 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 kind of intro. I've had more than one person saying that I sh that they should hire me to be their PR person, which hey, you know, if if it works for them, then fantastic. But that is really my style, and what I like to do is I like to talk a little bit about what they're working on now, the latest thing that they're doing, so that way it's right out in the front. And then we talk about what I like to refer to as the lightning bolt moment. And that's that moment in time when someone experiences something or meets someone or hears something, watches something, and and suddenly realizes that whatever they are experiencing, that is what they want to do in their life. That is what they want to be. That is who they that is the path they want to follow. That is the kind of person they want to be in life. And then, you know, then we talk about their origin story, basically, and where that lightning bolt moment hit and then everything that went on afterwards and then getting into how they broke into whatever field they're in and what they what they're doing, um, how it felt like to really make their first mark in that field and then going from there. And that's a whole lot of fun if it's if that person has a book out then obviously we'll talk about that before we get into the origin story. But, you know, then basically just we work ourselves all the way up to where they are now. And then afterwards, I give them a basic question of if there is someone who is looking to follow in your path and has that drive and has that initiative and really wants to 
wants to go in that same direction, what is one thing that you would recommend they do? And that is a real, that is always a fascinating answer that, that I get. And it's never the same thing. So I, I find it, I find it a lot of fun. And then we wrap things up by talking about where they, where they can be found on social media. And then we go from there and then we go ahead and wrap it up. And I give my little, I guess you can say like my, my Jerry Springer last thought and into, into my, into my finale, just saying that for this person, this is George Soroy saying to all of you ever upward, and I will see you next week. And then I, I tell my guest and we're out and we do a little quick little postmortem. I tell them where the, when the show will be available to download so that way they can spread the word and then we go from there so it's so that's that's the basic format of my show and it's been working so far and i've i've really enjoyed it and so have they and that's really what what it comes down to and uh, another question is what's the craziest thing to happen during a podcast that is something that I there are a couple of things that 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 have happened like craziest things that happened. I one of them was was when I got to meet and speak with Flint Dilly. Flint is the he was the story consultant for Transformers the movie. He worked extensively for Sunbow and Marvel Productions during the 1980s working in animation. He's worked on Dungeons and Dragons, he's worked on Transformers, GI Joe. He was he was a, a major writer for Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light and also in Humanoids. And during our talk which was phenomenal for me because you know Flint is someone that I I have admired for decades and continue to to this day. And we got to talk for over two hours and we could have kept on talking. It was so much fun. And it was just a really I was so fired up just to be able to have him on my show. And but one thing that I did not expect when we were talking about his time with Inhumanoids, he dropped a, a little bit of of the behind the scenes on there regarding one particular character in Inhumanoids. And it turns out that I did not know that this particular character who was literally fused to his plane, that is Ace from G.I. Joe. And that plane is the, is a Sky Striker. So it was an amazing moment. It was just like, oh, wow, that's, you know, I did not know that. That's awesome. You had a little bit of Easter eggs to, you know, for those that were really paying attention. You had Hector Ramirez being on all the TV shows. You had, you had Marissa Fairborn, you know, in season three of Transformers as Flint's daughter. And well, and, was, and Saberjet, was, who was an Inhumanoids character, was Ace, who, who was uh, in a plane crash and got so badly messed up that they used his jet as body armor. So Ace from G.I. Joe? Ace from G.I. Joe, yes. Wow. Brad Armbruster, I think, was his, the, his, his actual name. Oh, and that's that so cool. The character in the humanoids. And apparently I was not the only one to not know that because it wasn't too long after that episode aired that it wound up on, I think it was CBR.com. And someone who I guess was looking for a story came across my show and and cited it saying that, it was revealed on that show that that character in Inhumanoids is Ace and the plane that's fused to him is his Sky Striker. So it was that to me was the first time that that I've 
experienced anything like that, where one of my shows, where something that I was involved in was cited in something like that. I thought that was that was a that was a really great great thing. Um, another crazy thing that happened uh, was basically the worst nightmare of any podcaster. And this was when I was interviewing Kimberly Spencer um, at the beginning of, of the year. I believe it was uh, 2021 when uh, she and I were talking at having a great interview because Kim is a, is a very experienced and very successful leadership coach and, and, a, and, a, and a wonderful mentor of a person. And we were getting into some some really great conversations and she was sharing so many great details about herself. And then I realized that I never hit record. Halfway through the interview, I realized I did not hit record. And thankfully, she was a gem about it because she let me go ahead and hit record. She gave me that extra time. We were able to, to do it over. And I, I still owe her so much. So those that was that was a very crazy thing that happened. Question is, who are your dream guests that you interviewed? And quite a few. I was really shocked at 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 how everything really kind of came together for for the for for guests that are we'll say outside of my social circle. And a big credit to to a two time guest, Joel Eisenberg for opening the door for me to speak to several different people, including actress Kathleen Gotti and Tales from the Crypt producer Gilbert Adler. Like that was that was amazing. And not only getting to talk with Gilbert, but getting to interview him a second time for a convention that he was doing and being able to take part in that. Like it it was that, that was that was a moment that I just did not expect. And all thanks to Joel for making that happen. I really, really appreciate that. But the big thing that really happened for me was after reaching out to Flint, which has its own funny story, because I had gotten, finally gotten, the poster for Transformers the movie, got it put up, framed in my office at home, and I snapped a picture of it, and I and I shared that online, as well as a picture of the three quotes that start off the first Excelsior book, and I put in there a thank you to everyone that I knew through Facebook that were that were involved with Transformers the movie, and Flint not only responded, but he also provided a little bit of a little bit of background of the line that I quoted which was one day an Autobot shall rise from our ranks and use the power of the matrix to light our darkest hour. That's the quote. That's the quote I use to start off the first Excelsior book, a piece from the book of Matthew from Jesus's sermon on the Mount, the a line from Mallory's La Morte Arthur about what is inscripted on the stone with Excalibur and then Optimus Prime's, some of Optimus Prime's final words. So it sets the tone for that particular story. And when Flint dropped that that additional info about about where he came up with that line, that was my in really just kind of reach out to him and, and invite him to come on the show and talk about his book that had just come out. And he said yes. And so it was it was an amazing, amazing experience. And that opened the door to me reaching out to other voice actors and 
not only getting to interview them for their own solo shows, and there are certain ones that I still have to have to meet with. Greg Berger, Sue Blue. Hopefully, our schedules we can make this happen. Would love to do to do it soon. But what I got to do is I got to put together with with Flint and screenwriter Ron Friedman, with several voice actors working together: Sue Blue, Greg Berger, Mike Bell. Neil Ross and the narrator of Transformers and Transformers the movie, Victor Caroli, and the music composer, Vince DiCola, with War for Cybertron producer, F.J. DeSanto, and with, with a couple of guys from, from Hasbro, a couple of the, the latest designers that are working on the studio series. I got to put together a month's worth of a retrospective celebration celebrating Transformers the movie's 35th anniversary. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life getting to do this, and I loved every single moment of it. And the great thing is they all had a fun time too. And the really fun thing is that Victor Caroli was supposed to be at a convention down in Florida in 2020, but unfortunately, COVID happened, the convention was shut down. But that was going to be the first time that Victor would ever share the stage with anyone associated with Transformers on any sort of stage, real, virtual, whatever. And since that didn't happen, the first time that he ever shared a stage with anyone real or virtual with anyone involved, involved with Transformers was on my show. And that is something I will hold on to for the rest of my life. Victor, who this morning introduced yourself as narrator, narrated this, that, you said the words. You didn't just say the words. You you absolutely are branded to this franchise. You are you are part of the glue the same way we are part of the glue. It has well, a look. You. It has yeah. a look. It has a sound. And your efforts on behalf of the franchise are seamless, smooth as silk. But they're also so identifiably you that it makes you as much a part of the ensemble as any other part of the ensemble. Wow, thank you very much, Craig. It's very kind of you to say that. And I'm so grateful to Victor for not only coming on, but also for a couple months later, getting to getting to actually, you know, share a full episode with him, getting to talk for over an hour and a half with, with the guy. These sort of opportunities would not have happened if it weren't for this show. And so one of the questions, one of the other questions that was at, that was asked was, why do you continue to host the podcast? Because I have moments like that. It's not so much of like, yay, I want to make this connection and see what happens. It's like, I get to share a period of time with a guest that means the world to me. And if it's an established creative, someone who I have admired throughout the years, then I have a chance to say thank you. And if it's someone who is up and coming, if it's someone who has been a longtime friend, or if it's someone I'm just meeting because they saw my show listed on podmatch.com, which if you are a podcaster, you definitely want to be on podmatch.com, by the way. But I get to provide a space for them. And who knows who they are going to wind up inspiring years down the road. They could be the next Flint Dilly. They could be the next Ron Friedman. They could be the next Susan Blue. They could be the next Christina Smith. They could be like just so many amazing people. And 
And I also continue to do this show because it allows me the chance to have moments like that. One of the real, one of the truly wonderful periods for this show was in 2022 when I got to participate in Fan Expo. Unfortunately, it wound up not happening again this year. Hopefully it'll ha- happen again in the future. But I was able to share some, share some time with, with Trevor Furman, Brian O'Halloran, and Jeff Anderson from Clerks 3. And that's the closest I've ever been to, to actually like sharing some time with Kevin Smith. And so like I get to talk with these guys and I get to thank them for being a part of something that continues to inspire me. You know, Kevin has, has inspired me for years. And if there's a chance to, you know, just put it out there in the universe, if there is a chance to sit down with Kevin, oh man, that'd be wonderful. That'd be absolutely wonderful. And so having those moments, getting to record them, getting to, you know, immortalize them and getting to thank them for, for, for being, for doing what they do. And that to me is, is something that's, that's truly wonderful. And that's something that I never take for granted. And it's something that I always cherish. And, and also a great thing about Fan Expo was when I, was able to connect with with the guy, with the programmers at, at Fan Expo and got to present myself as a member of the press I got to that that gave me access to interviewing several different comic creators and illustrators and having them reach out to me and say we needed we need another person to to moderate some sketch duels and sketch duels are basically for those of you who have never been to one of these they're really cool because what they do is they have two artists and the audience gets to basically pick what they want to what they want them to draw so it's it's this character and what is he doing so in one case it was skeletor doing karaoke so these two artists basically drew skeletor doing karaoke and it was amazing and but as they're doing this if they if they didn't have anyone there to kind of ask questions, then they would just be sitting there in silence, just drawing. So they needed someone there to kind of add to the whole to the whole setup and you know talk about what was what they were doing. And they got to they, they got to answer their questions. They got to talk about you know like how they got involved in comics. What was the first comic they worked on? Which co- which comic was it that made them want to start getting into comics in the first place? And what their first issue was like and how it was working for this company as opposed to this company. And and what was it like to work on indie comics? What do you feel about creator-owned comics? And, you know, things like that. And then by the end of it, boom, they had finished artwork and they got to whoever got uh, the winning number on a ticket. They got to they got they got the picture. So bravo to them. And so when I said yes to that, they said, great. They gave me six of them and for, for every single one of them, you know, like I was able to approach them before everything started and I got their, their word that yes, we can go ahead and record it. And so between all of, between speaking with the clerks guys, speaking with all these different artists from the sketch duel and, and then going to the main event for me, I wound up getting almost like a, I would say like about a month and a half worth of material. 
And those and those episodes came out great. The quality was great in terms of, of sound. The stuff that they were talking about was terrific. It was a lot of fun. And to have like all of my equipment with me, I thought I thought it was a blast. And but the the main event for me was I got to spend about ten minutes with voice actor Rob Paulson. And the main reason why this one was so important to me is because I reached out to Rob around 2015 when I was when I was almost finished with raising enough money to take voice lessons. And this was right after I'd lost an admin job and I was kind of was very down and not wondering what I could what I would do next. And that's when I came across the documentary, I Know That Voice, that John DiMaggio did, and that inspired me to want to pursue some form of voice acting. That voice acting wound up becoming audiobook narrating, but the voice acting love has always been there. And I reached out to Clayton Studios. I found out that they do teach, they do teach students about voiceover, and they gave me a price that I could not put up at that time just because I lost my job. So the best thing to do, raise the money for it. And so I reached out. I set up a Kickstarter campaign and I said, I will narrate 500 words for you for $10. I'll narrate a thousand words for $20. And through that, I wound up raising enough money to do this. And when I almost reached my goal, I reached out to Rob and I just mentioned to him how inspiring he was to me because of his show, Talkin' Tunes, which is another interview show, but he interviews just like kind of what I do on a, on a regular basis. He interviews his peers. And so he gets to talk with these amazing legendary voice actors and and voice directors and everyone who is involved in animation. It, every episode is just wonderful. You got to give it a listen. You'll have a blast with it. And I basically just told him that I said that I was, you know, how much he had inspired me and how much I'm looking forward to going in in this realm. And he was so wonderful with his response and very inspiring, too, and very motivating and um, just basically said that I had made his day. And I was just like, dude, you made my week by by responding. You made my year practically. And. Uh, so I was able to revisit that when I got to see him at Fan Expo. And for about 10 minutes, we got we got to talk. And the everything that came up from it, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's about letting yourself have a great time and not being limited by what you think you're only able to do. Right. Uh, I would suggest that now that you're in a position where you're able to help other people and also listen to George, listen to George um, Excelsior Journeys podcast, because you've been where they are. You now know what it is like to be in a position where, where you've learned and you've moved ahead. Right. So listen to George. Um, and you are capable of much more than you believe you are. What a, what a moment right there. And that just wound up being my 150th episode. To have that period where not only is someone that I truly admire really giving me just his time while there was still like a line behind me of other people that were waiting. It was just a wonderful experience. And then he goes ahead and name drops me. Like, what? 
where did that come from? So it, it, that's that's something that I truly, you know, truly admire. And that's something that's an experience that I will will absolutely never forget. One question here is how do you go about reaching out to guests? That really that's something that I this is something I want to make sure that all podcasters take take to heart. When you if you are running an interview show, if you are have certain guests that you want, the one thing you do not do is tag them in a post on social media because they very likely will not see that post until a long while down the road when other people have seen it and other people have liked it and other people have retweeted it and other people have replied to it and everything. They don't need that pressure. They don't need that sort of setup like that. So what you do is you look them up and if they have a website, nine out of 10 times, there's going to be a spot where it says contact, contact them through that. If they are, if they're on Facebook if they're only on Facebook, if they don't have a website, then contact them through that and just let them know that, you know, that, you know, who you are and everything and ask them if there's a better way for you to contact them that they would prefer. The main thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you are fully prepared with everything that you have. So talk about what kind of show you have, why you're reaching out to them what sort of purpose they are going to fill by being on this show, what you hope to do for them. And the main thing is have a, an approximate time frame ready, not just say I'm only doing it on this time. Just say I can do it at this time, this time, or this time and give them some options. And you never know what, what's going to wind up happening. So that's the way I see it. Just like cater to what it, what they have out there. The website is out there for a reason. The contact button is out there for a reason. And you want to make sure that you are following their protocols. You do that, you're going to come off as much more professional and you're going to come off as someone that knows what they're doing and is someone that they would be much more likely to respond to. So that's what that's what I have in mind there. Do you have a show idea first before reaching out? Sometimes. And I feel like it's been lately, it's been just kind of like getting more and more, more and more concrete as, as I get more and more involved in this. It was after speaking with Flint. That's when I had the idea that, that there should be a dedication to Transformers, the movie's 35th anniversary in August of 2021. And thankfully he said almost immediately, I'm in. So I knew I had him and then I reached out to Ron Friedman, the screenwriter, and I not only was able to provide him with a period of time that I was going to be recording, but he not only made that time, but we were able to do a double time. We were able to talk about a clip. We were able to use a section of the interview to talk about Transformers, the movie itself. And then we used all the rest of the time to make a solo episode for him. And so, hey. Double content. It was fabulous. And, you know, Ron was wonderful and, and I consider him a friend to this day. And I'm, and I'm glad to say that, uh, that he does too. It was, uh, it was just a, a wonderful experience. And then having Vince DiCola on, not once, but twice and getting to, 
getting getting some wonderful experiences with him and then him wanting to be a part of this whole retrospective it was wonderful getting to talk with the Hasbro designers that was a blast it was so much fun and then getting to talk with FJ DeSanto about what you know the aftermath from Transformers the movie and what inspired him to get into this field and how he worked on his show and just a just a wonderful experience all around and and of course you know having the voice actor panel not only was that amazing but it was also just happened to be the week of my birthday it was it was a good week you know, we'll we'll just say that it was a very very good week and that panel was something that i, I couldn't even imagine that happening and of course that was episode 100 for the show and Really, like there are some there are some other questions on here that 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 I did receive, and I'm very grateful to everyone for for send, sending out for for sending out their their questions. I I was asking you know, like who are some of your dream guests, and I do have some dream guests in mind, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I just don't feel right saying it out loud. I would much rather reach out to them in private, and if I if I'm able to make it happen, then. Then it happens. Uh, re- recently, getting to talk with Daniel Knopf, the creator of Carnival, getting to talk with with John Celestri, who was the animator behind Boba Fett in the Star Wars Holiday Special, who wound up being the second person, only the second person involved in Star Wars that I got to speak with, and the first one that I got to finally say thank you for his contribution, because that's something that that really has carried through with me for, you know, no pun intended, for the rest of my life because back in 2009, 2010, I got to meet Carrie Fisher and I was able to ask her a, qu- a quick question, but I did not say, by the way, you're the first person associated with Star Wars that I've ever gotten to meet in public and I wanted to say thank you. That's all I had to say and I didn't do it. And so obviously I'll never have the chance to do it again. So that's something that I implore to everyone as we close out this five-year anniversary celebration. You meet someone in your life that inspires you in any positive way. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to them to say thank you. Because you are going to make their day by doing that. You are going to regret missing that opportunity. And I definitely have to share this question from Audra Angelique asking, when are we going to begin writing the film script adaptation? That's a wonderful, wonderful question. <laughs> I am just so grateful to Audra. She was she was such a major force behind Excelsior, the audio journey. And I am really excited for the opportunity to adapt this this project again into something that could potentially be made into a feature film. The one thing that I can say is that I don't know. I don't know when we're going to be able to begin it because I'm in the process of finishing up one audiobook and then finishing up another one and then getting to another one that is that is on my list and also doing another one that I have that I'm going to be signing a contract to start up with very soon. So between those and the writing of Greater Glory part 3 in the Excelsior journey I honestly don't know when the next the next script adaptation is going to be written, but I hope it's soon. I, I I hope it's soon because that meant that I would have finished all these other projects that are that are currently in front of me. 
And so I'll definitely be clearing off a lot of plates. I mentioned this during my interview with, with Lashonda Hoffman recently when we were talking about all the different plates that we have. And I was mentioning, I was mentioning the character Earl from the movie Diner, who has a whole bunch of different plates at his booth. And he's just knocking out one sandwich after another. Unbelievable. Where's he now? He's already up to the Pimlico, right? Yeah. Then he's got the Junction yeah. and the Avalon, the Garrison. That's uh, the George's Deluxe in the corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know, what that, you know what that is? One, two, the whole left side of the menu. What a triumph if he pulls it off. You're talking about 15, 16 more if you include the, uh, the uh, Maryland fried chicken? No, no, I think he's just talking to our sandwiches. Excuse me, Earl. Does that include the fried chicken dinner? Yes. It does. Uh-huh. 22 oh, deluxe sandwiches and the fried chicken dinner. It's not human. It's, he's not a person. He's a, like a building with feet. You know what I mean? It's, it's unbelievable. Earl is my spirit animal. He really is. And so that's something that, that I think of when I think of all the different plates that are currently in front of me and all the ones that I have to finish off. So that will be happening in the future. I just can't say when. But I figure that is a perfect question to finish up on. And so I want to thank Susan. I want to thank Audra. I want to thank LaShonda. I want to thank Gabriel. And I also really want to thank Kevin and Jason from the KJ and A show. Give that show a listen. These are really good guys. They're very active on social media. They got a Patreon page. And I love seeing indie podcasts succeed. And so please reach out to them and make sure that you have subscribed to their show. As you can hear my dogs saying that uh, it's probably time to wrap this up. So I want to say thank you again to everyone who's been listening, everyone who has taken the time to to enjoy these episodes. I owe it to you. You guys are keeping me going. We're getting very, very close to 10,000 downloads on Captivate. It had already The show had already passed 10,000 downloads during its time on Podbean. But that was, unfortunately, we don't get to take our listener count with us when we switch platforms. So I'm very, very proud of this show. And I am so grateful to all of the guests that have taken their time to speak with me and tell their story on this platform. I will never forget it. I love all of them. I love all of you for listening. And next week, we're going to be going back to our regular platform, and we're going to be speaking with, with, with actor, author, and an audio drama enthusiast, and an audio drama producer, Mark Redfield. This is going to be a lot of fun. You're really going to enjoy this conversation that we had. I am really, really proud of it, and I am so grateful to Mark for, again, for taking the time to be on this show. So until next week, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and thank you for five wonderful years. I look forward to at least five more. I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, 
please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he's got it.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. 